What's up, y'all? I'm Kristen. And I'm Keontae. And, and we're, we're your hosts, hosts for the, the Crafted, Crafted Podcast. So this is episode one of many, of course. And so our podcast is about marriage. It's about life. It's about relationships and and mm-hmm. all the good things. Yeah, we're just going to be talking about a gambit of things um, from just cultural events, um, current events, um, just what my wife said, life, marriage, having kids, things that are on our minds. Parenthood is big. Yeah, parenthood. She's a school psychologist, so we're going to get some um, psychologist point of views and tips and tricks on raising your kids. I'm a graphic designer. I don't know what kind of tips and tricks I can give y'all, but I'm going to give y'all. He's also a music man, and he's a movie man, so you're going to (laughs) get... The lifestyle stuff is mostly going to come from him. I'm definitely a cinephile. Yes, and the psychology stuff is going to come from me. So, baby, tell him about you. So, yeah, well, my name is Keontae, like I stated. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, no, um, I'm a graphic designer. Um, I am a husband, father of three, and a black man living here in America. Um, I'm just going to be giving you my point of views on, you know, some of my favorite hobbies, like listening to music um i love to make music myself here and there um i write poetry perform poetry and these are um, creative yeah i'm the i'm the creative uh part of this 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 tandem that we got going on yeah um, my wife is creative too though um it was her In idea to even ways, huh? yeah yeah it was her idea to you know to really start this podcast me um i've, I've had a couple of podcasts under my belt um, and this is really my wife's first four way for 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 way. That was taking me out whooping him. Um, into the podcast space. So, yeah, this should be fun. Um, and this should be entertaining. Um, I just hope you guys stick around for the ride. We're gonna have some some entertaining stuff to, to talk about. Yes, 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 yes. So, I'm gonna tell them about me now. So, like I stated earlier, my name is Kristen McDonald. I am a school psychologist by career. I have three beautiful babies that I love. I have a six-year-old, a seven-year-old, and a two-year-old. I have a husband who I love. We've been together for 13 years coming up. Dang, 13 years. By the time this episode comes out, it'll be 13 years exactly, probably. Mm-hmm. And I am uh, I love to cook. I love to study. I love to research. And I love all things psychology, parenthood, and all those things. So that's a little bit about me. And so we're just really excited for this podcast. And so our first thing is we want to talk about how we met. In our relationship, we're giving giving y'all the surface story, though. We'll go more into the story as we get further into the podcast. But baby, you want to start or you want me to start? Yeah. Um, just like she said, this this is this will be the this will be the soft introductory because um, for those of you that know us and kind of know our story, um, just really with any marriage story, there's a lot of depth to it. There's a lot of you know intricacies and, and things to go about and discuss. Um, but if you guys stick around, you're gonna get the juicy parts of that story and the meat yes. of that. Um, but pretty much how we met was um, I'm originally from Compton. I moved out to Upland. Um, during my high school years and I just happened to see this girl senior year 
just walking around campus. Like I had a couple of friends that knew her or a couple of associates. Looking fine. I was looking she fine. She was looking I'm fine. Playing. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell playing. you that me, I'm a leg man and she got some of the best legs in the game. Yes, um, I do. But man, I just remember her. She used to wear this like yellow dress that I used to love. She had a yellow, it was a dress. She had a yellow version of it and she had a red version of it. Um, but I just remember just the yellow just complimenting her skin so much. But anywho, um, that's when I first saw her. But we ended up, um, we never really talked like throughout school until our senior year where we had a piano class together. Um, again, like, I don't know. I don't really know what, why you took that class. First off, that's a quick segue. Yes. Why did you even take that class? Because I'm, I'm a music person, so I know why I was taking the class. Well, me, see, I'm, I'm. I'm a researcher and smart by nature, so I had done all my classes that I needed for college already, uh-huh. and I just basically needed some electives to make me look well-rounded, so I took the piano class. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's funny we're doing this podcast. I've never really actually asked you that question <laughs> of why you were in that class. Me, like I said, me, um, I was very heavily into piano. Um, I had just started my job, so I already had a plan. I was like, I'm going to save up some money. Um, I was working at Steady Brothers. I was like, I'm going to save me up some money, and I'm going to buy me a keyboard. I used to watch this guy named Ryan Leslie and this other pianist named David Sides. And, I mean, I was already I was already into instruments and stuff, but they really got me into piano, and I really wanted to, to buy one because of them. But, anywho... Yeah, so we met in piano class, and um, we just we became friends first, of course, um, just being in class and like goofing off and yes. you know telling jokes and things of that nature. Um, but I was like physically attracted to her, um, so you know I caught myself one day like you know having some game, and what I did was <laughs> um, I told her what what exactly how, how did that go like. You said, I'll start this part for you. So he was like, oh, let me see your phone real quick. And I didn't know what he was seeing my phone for. Uh But he just asked to see my phone. And this man texted himself from my phone. And so later that night, this guy is going to call me. And I was like, what the heck? How'd you get my number? And he was like, I texted myself. And so anyways, that's how the man got my number. And I was feeling him high key. And I had always seen him around school and stuff. He just was like, I feel like he was more mature than the other guys. You know, he was romantic. He was like, he was like knowledgeable. He, he thought about a lot of things. He was really, um, you know how like the old people say, oh, you got an old soul. He had like an old soul essentially. And so I used to, um, when I used to go off campus to get food, I would only share with him. All the other boys would be like, oh, can I have some? Can I have some? And I'd be like, nope. But as soon as Keontae asked, I was like, I bet. And then also, I used to be uh, trying to go the way I knew his classes were to see him and mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. And so low-key, I was feeling him. But I was always taught that you don't approach a man. And so I didn't approach him. He was approaching me. Well, you got to shoot your shot. I guess I'm you got to shoot your shot. I'm glad you shot your shot. Because look, look, where, we, look, where, we are, look where we are 15 <laughs> years later. This, you man, know what I mean? he, this man shot his shot. So, and he shot I a three-pointer, baby. I feel it. You shot a three-pointer. But, um, but yeah, but yeah, so, you know, I ran a little game, you know what I mean? Put, put my number in her phone and, and texted myself from, from her phone just so I could capture her number. Um, but yeah, man, we went on from there. Um, we actually didn't officially start dating actually until after we graduated high school. Um, yes. Now, grad, like our last, our last day of, uh, high school though, for our grad night, we went to Disneyland 
And actually, that's this is a fun, <laughs> this is a funny story. Hopefully, this ain't too deep, but this is just a little segue. Yeah, it's not too deep. I was actually when during grad night. I was like, we had to ride buses, right? So I rode a bus with this a total different, a totally different girl, who I had plans. I was like, okay, me and her gonna start talking. Yeah, I mean, after this night, Ooh, going this man into never the told me this. No, no, I, t- I told you. I, I, I'm not gonna say her name, but you, you know. I I, who I told you I was sitting with. I, I, we've we've had this conversation oh, before. Yeah. Okay, I'll okay. refresh your memory Sorry, afterwards. I forgot. I forgot. I do remember. So <laughs> anyway, yeah. So I'm riding with this girl. Me and her ride to the. We ride the bus to Disneyland together. So I'm just thinking like we're gonna get the grad night. Me and her gonna be chopping it up with each other, and that's gonna turn into something. I don't know what happened in between us getting to Disneyland off the bus and starting to walking around but me and her just we stayed with each other for a little bit and then i kind of went with like my my guys my guy friends and we were just kind of running around and me and her actually really didn't even bump back into each other that night but i did end up bumping into my wife um (laughs) and so we danced like they had like little kind of like mini open air clubs clubs for for teenagers yeah so we were uh dancing with each other and like ended the like you know i mean just ended the night like very flirty and you know like kind of just like okay i'm feeling you you feeling me the tension is here let's you know i mean where's it gonna go so we ended up leaving grad night and instead of leaving on the bus with the girl that i came there with i ended up getting a bus with her um and <laughs> yeah we rode all the way back to the school um uh, she fell asleep like with her with her legs like up on my lap and in the bus and just being grown yeah but um <laughs> man but okay i have a little extra part to add to the story mm-hmm. so we talked about hank spending grad night together me and him were supposed to spend it together so homeboy was running game on me which i was well, like i, mean, I didn't keep think my about options that. Open. but anyways yeah we were supposed to uh, hang out together my best friend at the time was not able to go to grad night because she got a d in english and her parents didn't let her go and so i was always taught like you know, you don't, don't play your hand. You feel me? Like you make the man come after you. Don't go after him. So Mm -hmm. I remember we were supposed to hang out together. I was looking for him and stuff like what's good, but homeboy was nowhere to be found. And so we did end up running into each other, like he said, but you know, I just didn't play my hand. I wasn't just out there searching and stuff. And so we did dance together and things like that. But I also forgot that um, at the end of the night, we sat together on a bench, and I sat on his lap, being grown, you know, oh, being sure seventeen did. and fast. But anyways, we did sit sure next to each did. other on the bus, and we shared our first kiss when I fell asleep on you. Because mm-hmm. so you know me, you know he's a Mac. <laughs> not, not that I'm a he's Mac. A, he's a McDonald. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's just that. I'm a Scorpio, you know. I'm, a Scorpio. Yeah, I'm a hope. Like Scorpios are like they, they're like the most of the Scorpios I knew and I've met. They're kind of like hopeless romantics, like kind of like you know have that deep infatuation with things. I think they're also serial you know I mean? killers. Nah, well, like Drake is a Scorpio. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can hear like Drake's kind of like infatuation with women and things in his, you know, in, in his lyrics. But that's just a that's just a broad example. A but side yeah. Note. 
But yeah, you know, I've, I've I've always just been a hopeless romantic, like ah, uh, like the movies and you know writing poetry and stuff like that. Like that's my lane. Yeah, he um, is a hopeless romantic. So you know, I tried to cap off that night, well, that morning, because we ended up getting back to school in the wee hours of the morning. I was like, you know, I'm gonna cap this night off. I'm gonna go ahead and kiss her and just see, you know, how she reacts, like how that, how how you know how that's gonna, how's that gonna go. After I do that, and like I said, it, it turned into a now fifteen year really fifteen year relationship and a thirteen year marriage. Yes, so true, so so true. So that's the story of us dating or how we started dating and everything. We had a whirlwind summer where we were just head over heels for each other. A whirlwind first year with some trials and tribulations. We'll go through that at another date, and then um, two years in. We decided we was what? Getting married. Yeah. We got married at the age of 19. On our two-year anniversary. Yeah. At at 19, just getting married to each other. There was, like, no, like, shotgun theme. Nobody, like, holding, you know, holding a gun to our heads to do so. There wasn't, like, no. No pregnancy. Yeah, there was no, like, imminent pregnancy. Just love. This is just us being 19 and thinking, really, really thinking we knew everything. Yeah, thinking we knew everything. (laughs) And on top of that, you know, when you're a Christian, they say Christians have short engagements, so you know why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We wanted to, you know, we yeah, wanted yeah, to be yeah, guilt yeah. free Shango. and we wanted to be right in the eyes of the Lord, in the eyes of the Lord. But it really, honestly, more so than that, we did really love each other, you know? We did love each other at the time mm-hmm. and we thought we loved each other at the time. I feel like now that we're older and we're 13 years in, we really understand the intricacies of love and what love really means more so than you know, more of an infatuation as we were younger. Definitely, definitely. But like she said, so that's that's the introductory to us. Um, Again, of course, as we fill out this podcast and, and bring more episodes, you're going to get more meat and the in-depth perspective of, you know, how our, how our 13-year marriage shaped up. You know, what was our first year of marriage like? What was our five-year point of marriage like? What, yeah. what were the highs? What were the lows in our marriage? When did we, what year did we have our kids? You know what I mean? Yeah. What was, um, it, what was it like after we had our kids? How was right. the 10-year? How was year 13? We in year 13, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about how, well, I don't know if we want to make this all marriage today, mm-hmm. but we could either talk about how um, year 13 has been, or or this isn't year 13, I guess year 12 going into 13. Well, it's 13. 13. Or, this is, by the time this podcast comes out, it's going to be year 13. Or should we talk about, let's talk about sprinkle sprinkles, or should we just make this marriage time today? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I say let's, let's give, let's give them a little... Uh, yeah, a little. Uh, let's give them a little sprinkle of what a you know a normal episode would be like. Okay. So you know that was really like I said that was just our introductory part. I would say going into the marriage part, um, what? Tell me, and if you don't know, I'll go first. But tell me, what was just your? What do you think is your biggest? Has been your biggest lesson out of this marriage? Out of this this being together for fifteen years. Yeah, fifteen years one, including if, the dating. Right, right. If there's one piece of advice that you can give, because we're gonna have, of course, we're gonna have tons of advice going throughout this whole podcast. But just give me one piece of advice that you can give to people that are in a relationship, thinking about getting married, married, engaged, whatever, whatever have you. My favorite piece of advice. It's always the same advice when people ask me, but I'm. You probably could tell me what the advice oh, yeah. is. <laughs> My you husband, end- my husband knows me I'm so well. You. He could tell, he could tell y'all the advice. What's the advice? She's gonna be? say you end up with what you put up with. Yep, that's it. 
you end up with, what you put up with. Oh, so elaborate on that. And so what that means is that people don't just end up married to their worst nightmare. People don't end up just married to an abusive partner or a person who's not willing to do anything or a person who mistreats them or anything. That takes methodical steps to get to that point. Mm-hmm. The first time they called you out your name, the first time they put their hands on you, or the first, you know, if that happens. You know, I just say that don't put up with anything you don't want to end up with. So the first sign of disrespect, you need to make it known that that's disrespect. and But you need to make sure you on the right page, too. Don't be talking about, don't disrespect me, and you disrespectful as heck, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I just think that people need to speak up more. They don't need to ignore the warning signs. And then you'll have a happier, healthier marriage. I think one of the reasons why we have such a healthy marriage is, number one, I speak up, you know. And number two, you're, you're, you've started to speak up more. And mm-hmm. I didn't always start speaking up. I started speaking up as I got older and stuff like that. However, I just think that, you know, abuse starts with the first hit or the first evil eye or the first you know, shove or whatever. Yeah. And people end up not liking each other after 30 years of marriage because they didn't talk on that first day. As soon as you, you know, anything that you think is a big deal, I think you should mention. That's good. That's or good that advice. can turn into a big deal, I think you should mention. <clears throat> and a side note, you don't have to mention things disrespectfully. You don't have to be aggressive. But you could be assertive. You could be kind. You could be like, hey, I noticed that you raised your voice right now. I don't like that. I didn't raise my voice at you. Can you not do that? Boom. Yeah. Simple as that. It ain't got to be like, you ain't got to talk to me like that. And, you know, you don't well, have to do all that. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, the, I, don't know, I, don't, I don't know the exact verse, but I know that the Bible says, let your speech be seasoned with salt. And, you know, what's, what that's talking about is, you know, you, if you're having a conversation with somebody, you don't have to just be so abrasive and so aggressive. Letting your yeah, just speech, be assertive. Yeah, letting your speech be seasoned with thought is really, to me, speaking to me, is telling you to just take the time and think out what you're saying. Um, just to, if you come into a situation with kindness and, and a calmness, then more than likely that situation is going to continue to remain there. Yeah. But if you come in hot, it's going to start to heat up. Yeah. And I think there's a time when it need to be seasoned with pepper, but it don't have to be seasoned with pepper. On well, the- <laughs> that, that ain't <laughs> the Bible. But- that ain't the Bible, but that's, that's <laughs> the book of Kristen. Bam. Anyways, when it's time to be seasoned with pepper, then it's time to be seasoned with pepper, okay? Okay. All right. Yeah, okay, baby, so pepper. what's your advice? Man, my advice is um, actually, well, I'll tell you what my advice is, and I will give you, like, the example of, like, something that we witnessed. Okay. But my advice is um, make sure that your marriage is bigger than your wedding. Um, and what that really means is, Poetic. oh, yeah, what that really means is um, over the weekend or not this, not this weekend, but a couple of weekends ago, um, we had a date night. And what we do for date night is um, we have a date. We have a spe- specified day every month um, where one of us picks the day. Um, so, for example, plans yeah, our plans today. So, for example, for the month of June, it might be my wife's turn. Um, so she'll pick the day that we're going to have our date night and she plans the whole day. Yeah. Um, then, you know, in July, it'd be my turn and we just do that vice versa. Yes. But anywho, um, we recently had a date night at my wife plan and we went uh, we had a day trip in Santa Barbara. Um, and if you've ever been to Santa Barbara, there's like a giant courthouse 
um, that's just like a kind of like a historic point of the city. Like it's old, it has a giant bell tower and it just has nice views. Um, but people go to this courthouse and they have their weddings there all the time. Um, so for a part of our date, we just kind of sat down on the wall and they have like outside weddings. They have inside weddings too, but we just sat on a wall outside, like in the garden area. And we were just watching, you know, two weddings happen. Um, happening at the same time, actually. And the thought in my head came to pass that, like, you know, while this is a beautiful day, um, and these people are, you know, they're probably just feeling like this is the best day of their lives. They're having yeah, their weddings and getting married. Um, statistically speaking, especially in America, um, only one of those marriages are going to survive the test of time. Um, and it just really brought me to think that sometimes we put so much emphasis on like the day on what the wedding is going to look like, how many guests we're inviting. Do I have the right dress? Do I have the right suits or the colors, right? Are the flowers, right? We spend so much time and effort putting in, you know, putting towards this one day and making sure that we're looking good for our spouse and looking good for each other. But how much time are we actually putting into the marriage going after that? Um, so that's why I say you have to really be cautious and you have to really be, um, you know, have the focus of just making sure that your marriage is bigger than the wedding because your wedding is only going to last one day. Sure your is. marriage, don't forget most of it. Exactly. Cause yeah, the day moves fast. Like when we had our wedding. It. Yeah. Right. I don't remember. I, I, could, I don't even remember eating the cake, but I know we ate cake. Yeah. I don't remember what it tastes like. Yeah. Right? But yeah. So your wedding is only for one day, but your marriage is going to last forever. So make sure that you're putting in exuberant amount of effort as as what you did for that one day of planning and all the months up leading up to it and yes. you know so on and so forth put in yeah put in that same well not even that same effort put in more effort yes. into maintaining your marriage each and every day date your spouse each and every day talk to each other you better say that um, that's why i married them y'all yeah talk to each other that's <laughs> this is really one of the reasons why me and my wife started this podcast because this is really an outlet for us to you know wind down at night and have a conversation with each other yes. there's so many marriages I, I talk to or i talk to people and just hear stuff about their marriage and like people don't even talking their marriage so they don't even know how their spouse's day was or what their spouse was feeling throughout the day the emotions and and you know things of that nature so yeah man just continue to make sure that your marriage is bigger than your wedding day that was beautiful babe you deserve a thousand kisses for that oh my gosh (laughs) well seriously that was really good (laughs) All right, so let's go ahead and we're going to go to our next section of the podcast, um, which is going to be our parenting section where we're going to talk about parenting stuff. And like I said, this is our first episode, so just bear with us um, as our as our podcast progresses. We're going to, you know, have more flush transitions with, you know, our different segments of the episode. But (laughs) this segment is going to be the parenting segment. This man is so serious about the production and it being. I'm a music. I'm look. I'm a he music person. He is a media person. man. He's a media. I'm man a media for sure. person. I'm a music person. So yes. it just got you know it got to be right. right for him. Me, I will just put out anything. Okay? Right. Okay. You got to give people like an experience. Like it has to sound like a convert. You know, like you really have a conversation you, you, with someone. He wants y'all to feel like you here. Ex- exactly. In the bit with us. Well, hey. <laughs> okay, so parenting. Woo! Having three kids. Having three kids, babe. How's having three kids going for you? Well, somebody wants to tell me when you have one kid, you just got one kid. 
And then when you have two kids, you have two kids. But then when you have three kids, you got 12 kids. And <laughs> that's what it be feeling like sometimes. <laughs> like, yes. bruh, it's just like you got three different voices. You got three different attitudes. And like right now, our baby one, it's really our fault that we spoiled her. Yeah. She just kind of like, she low-key gets, yeah, gets what she wants. She's the boss. Um, but bruh, it's just, yeah. It is parenting is parenting, and us. The, and the crazy thing is like you know what I mean like really compared to a lot of people we're still young parents you know what I mean we're in our we're in our early thirties you know and our eldest is seven you know what I mean yes. so we're still kind of considered like young parents but I just can't imagine there be people that be like fifty like forty in their forties and fifties and, and they be having kids this young I'm just Man. like how are they doing this. Or the people that's 18, like, your brain ain't even developed all the way. How, Sway? How'd you do that? But, yes, we went to SeaWorld this weekend to celebrate our son's birthday. And that was fun. My feet are killing me. Yeah, it was a lot of walking, but... I'm like, ooh, (laughs) that's when you know you crossed over into real parenthood. Like, I'm like, woo, now I see why my dad was like, okay, we're only going to SeaWorld from 11 to 2. (laughs) And I used to be mad. I felt that. I felt. I feel him on the deepest level. Like I want to tell my dad. I understand you, dad. I Bruh. do. Well, see, like st- for me, staying at music parks all day. That really don't even bother me. Like the walking. I don't know if you can. If you notice, like the walking really didn't bother me. But I like walking. You know what I mean? Like I walk. I'm like from my breaks at work instead of taking a 15 minute break and just sitting down on my phone or something like that. Like I go for walks. Oh, and I don't. I, and I just generally kind of like walking. But I go for eats. It, but I mean, I mean, I get what you're saying though. Like just being in the park the whole day, you know, our, our little, our, our baby is still a baby. So we got to push around a stroller. Yeah. The kids complain about stuff. They want to do this. They want to do that. Yes. Uh, just wrangling them up for just lunch was a hassle. Like trying to figure out where we going to sit down and eat because there weren't even, it wasn't even no tables available. We had to just park on the curb throughout <laughs> the park and, and you know what I mean? and have a makeshift picnic. Um, but so I, I get you there, stuff like that, you know, that, that's what makes it a little like tiring, Strenuous. you know, but, a little exhausting. So. But they're little faces though, right? Oh yeah. I, they're they're when happy. When they saw the orcas and the dolphins and the mermaid show and, you yeah, know. Yeah. So this is going to be stuff they remember me. I, I just know like I've reached peak datum. Um, when we were like, <laughs> there's a point where we came into the park and we like got by the orca glass and like, there was this guy that was over there too. Um, and me and him just started like engaging in that conversation. And like, as, as we were having a conversation, after we had the conversation, I just told myself like, yo, I'm really a dad. Like I didn't sit here and had a whole conversation with a man I've never met before. And we talked for like three minutes while the kids was like looking at the, like my wife was taking pictures of the kids. They, the, the whales was jumping around and they just jumping. Me and him in a span of three minutes, we were able to talk about uh, the state that he was visiting from with his family, which was Arizona. Oh, you was having a conversation. Yeah, conversation. yeah. The place that he lived before Arizona. We talked about the the NBA playoffs, you know, and like the Phoenix Suns not making it. We talked about the shoes that we had on <laughs> and the kid and our kids. We did all of this in the span of three minutes. Oh, wasn't that? That was speed. So just me and another dad. <laughs> yeah, but you know, like I just rem- like I just remember like I remember like being younger and like going to like amusement parks with like my friends or something like that and like their their parents would be chaperoning and just watching like parents interact with other parents 
as I'm younger, and I'll just be just thinking like, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, like what is that? And now I find myself doing that more and more. Isn't it's not even just the amusement park? I could take the kids into a grocery store, and uh, you know there'll be a guy or like an old older gentleman that'll come up to me and be like, ah, yeah, I remember those days. All my you know all my kids is older now. They'd be like, we, you a dad? I'm a dad yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. It's like this, like this. I don't know this, this unspoken bond. code. So. Yeah, I've just I'm, I've realized that I've just reached peak datum at this point, and I like I'm a I'm a real deal dad, and it's crazy because like I said, I have a my oldest is a seven, you know what I mean? So I've I've been a dad for seven years now, but it's but hitting I, you. Yeah, I now, still huh? wait. I still wake up literally legit. Still wake up and be like, yo, I can't believe I'm somebody's dad. Yeah, I, you know? I wake up like that every day too. However, I ain't talking to no other moms because I'm antisocial. I'm antisocial, so I'd be like, oh, don't talk to me, please. No, I'm just kidding. If we really hit it off, then I'm, I'm about that vibe, too. Like, if we really hit it off somewhere. But for the most part, I'm like, oh, let me hide from you. <laughs> let mm. me hide from you. Um, did any part of seeing your kids at SeaWorld heal any of your inner child? Uh, yeah, like, you know, you know, the things I, the things I really uh, enjoy um, and like, this is no dick to my mom. Cause my mom was a single mom. Um, and I'm the oldest of seven. So you can imagine, you know what I mean? Like money wasn't like, you know, we weren't like no wealthy, uh, single parent home. Yeah. You know, and the times that my mom did like take us to like amusement parks or, or, or things like that. Um, you know, she would try her best to like, get us what we wanted. Like, you know, a pretzel or something like that, or, you know, a toy here and there, but just being able to go to the park uh, go to the amusement park, um, make sure my kids like get the food that they want. Yes. Um, at the end of the day, you know, we always have a thing wherever amusement park we go to, we're going to buy the kids something. We always wait for the end of the day when we're leaving the park and we'll just stop by the gift shop and just, uh, just watching them be able to pick out whatever toy they wanted yes. and just being able to buy it. Like, and them walking, like my son got a giant, Shamu. Uh, yeah, giant orca uh, Huge. thing or whatnot. But, like, you know, like, that's a part of childhood. Yes. You know, so just uh, just seeing them, you know, my, and my little baby got a light-up sword, and they just swinging around on the back seat as we was leaving the leaving seat. Oh, world. my gosh, that light-up sword almost made my head spin. <laughs> but, yeah, so, you know, it's just that, like, that really kind of, like, just heals my inner childhood. And like, you know, like we stayed in, like, this wasn't just a one day, like we're going to drive this to SeaWorld and then come back. Like we got a hotel. We stayed out there from Friday um, and left on Sunday morning. Just the whole hotel experience. Like yeah. this is stuff my kids are going to remember. It was you a know? vibe. Honestly. Yeah. And this is, this is stuff that like, I wish that I could have did as a kid, like all seven of us, we just in a hotel for the weekend and we just yes. doing whatever we want to do, you know, and just having fun. So. Yeah, that was that was great. Yeah, that was so fun. It really was. And I just think about the fact that we only have 18 childhood years with them. You know, of course, we have the adult years, too. But the 18 childhood years are really their formative memories. And the things that they're going to play in their head and the things that they're going to talk about and the things that they're going to talk to their partner about in the bed at night and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so... We really do try to go all out as parents for their birthdays. And, you know, my husband, he's down for all of my shenanigans, okay? And I feel like at mm -hmm. first it was me, the one that was like, rah, rah, we got to do this for their birthday. 
they only get one they only turn six once now i feel like my husband has been like oh no this is their birthday they you know he's the one that has switched to that and so i think it's just so funny how like as we are further in marriage we kind of mesh in our and the way that we feel about our kids and how we're raising them you know it meshes together it truly meshes together and so i'm glad part of your inner childhood was healed my inner childhood was kind of healed too because we used to go to the amusement park from 11 to 2 that's it damn that ain't enough time to <laughs> but, get through a quarter of the park yeah but my dad he you know what like i could give it to my dad because i'm only we're like 32 and my feet was hurting and i was ready to go we got there at about 11 and i was ready to go about two we stayed till about seven the only reason we left at that time is because our baby would have ruined it you know for everybody and so my inner childhood was healed because we stayed longer but i could also see why my dad and my mom didn't really take us to that many amusement parks we did go to a few my sister was the one who took us to a lot of amusement mm. parks being 13 years older than me and my little brother but you know i could see how my dad really you know he gave it what he had I mean, he was older, you know, at the time. <laughs> and so, like, seriously, kudos to him and kudos to my mom for even taking us at all. Because when I'm I'm in my 50s, you know, I ain't taking nobody anywhere, okay? Listen, the fun could come here. I'm going to be one of them grandmas <laughs> like, I rented that jumper for y'all. Go out there and jump. Oh, my God. Okay? Yeah. You said, you said, you know, my dad gave it all he gave. All my all my sports friends out there, Shannon Sharp just, uh, Are you know, we left. Are switching a lifestyle? No, 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 no. This is just perfect. something that just popped up in my head. But Shannon Sharp just left uh, Undisputed, which was a sports show. But, like, during his exit, like, his exit episode, he was like, you know, when you lay your head out your pillow at night, I just want you to remember one thing. I gave you all the cap. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what that reminded me of. My dad was really giving it all he had. Bruh, yeah, because your like your parents are like compared to my mom. Because my mom had me when she was seventeen, so my mom is still like and my technically, mom had me at thirty seven. Right, so my mom is like still technically a young mom. Like, well, she was out there. She's out there with us. Her and my stepmom was out there with us at SeaWorld just walking around. You know what I mean? Right. But, like, <laughs> and my parents was at home. Okay. Yeah. But so. you know that's 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 what happens when your parents are you know a little older. But they still tried, and they took us everywhere. And listen, when your parents is older, them finances be right, baby. Man. They be like, get it right, get you it tight, right. okay? Yep, yep, you right. But yeah, so let's segue over to lifestyle. We have a few minutes left, and lifestyle is my husband's thing. You yeah. So, baby, what are you talking about today? Sports, music, both? Uh, no, I'm talking about music and movies. Okay. Um, first, first, I'll just go to the movie part because this this is gonna be real quick. But, um, man, I got the my my wife got me the perfect Father's Day gift because, like I said, I'm a <laughs> cinephile. A I'm a cinephile. What a cinephile just means is it's just like a person. A lover of yeah, lover music. of film, a lover of film. Like not just movies. Like you got people that just like watching movies and going to the movies and that experience. Like, no, like. I'm really a film critic out here. Like I'm watch I'm watching movies for the acting. I got a favorite director. I got a favorite and composer. He's serious, y'all. He's you know so what I mean? Serious. Like I pay attention to movie scores. I pay attention to all the dialogue in the movies. You know what I mean? And like I'm just really watching for this stuff. But also I'd like to have fun at the movies too. Like for example, of this past weekend, uh, since I have this movie pass that my wife gave me now, I can go see whatever movie I want as many times as I want. You know for 
three months now. Um, but yeah. I went to go see The Flash that just came out, and I also went to go see Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Um, the Flash was okay. Um, you know, there's a little Ezra Miller controversy, who's the lead actor for The Flash, but okay. I think the dopest part, spoiler, hopefully this isn't a spoiler alert. It was not a spoiler because you see it. It's going to be a month later, huh? Yeah, but, but you see it in the trailers anyway. The dopest part of The Flash was A, Supergirl. Um, her name is Sasha, I think it's Kale or Kyle. I, didn't, I don't really know how to pronounce her last name, but I think she did an amazing job as Supergirl. Um, uh-huh. But also, towards the end of the movie, there was a bunch of like super, there was a bunch of like old Superman and Flash cameos that they placed inside the movie, which I thought was dope because I'd never seen that before. And I'm talking about like they had, they pulled up old Christopher Reeve footage um, when he was Superman. Ooh, this and too they, deep for me. And they put Keep it in, going. yeah, and they put it into the movie as if like he was like peeking through uh you know through the lens of the movie into the movie um uh, if a lot of you know the history of superman um at one point in time they actually hired tim burton to remake superman and tim burton superman he actually had nicholas cage as superman um that movie ended up getting shelved though but they got footage from that initially initial uh shelf movie they put that footage into the movie so i i just thought that that was dope this was in flash or spider-man this was in the flash oh, okay. um so i saw that first but then going into now the spider-man movie bruh spider-man across the spider-verse i mean when it comes to like animation this this movie is just top tier Ooh, it's just here. It's just art. Like the highest it's, honor. It's really art on display. Not only was the writing good, but the script and the storyline beautiful, beautifully put together. Uh-huh. Um, but of course, the premise of it is Miles Morales, the Black Puerto Rican Spider Man. He's jumping through different universes where there are other Spider Men, um, and kind of in the same fashion as the Flash, where you have the different cameos. Um, where they're peeking into the different universes, you had different cameos of the different Spider-Mans. Mm-hmm. So they showed like a scene from the actual first live-action Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire or whatnot. They even had a sequence in there, like a Lego Spider-Man sequence, which was a cool fun fact because there was a 12-year-old kid that was on TikTok. He used to just make stop-action um, videos for like YouTube and TikTok with Lego people or whatever you can make money doing anything yeah so but anyway i the director of the movie they had saw that he had did this for the first spider-man movie that came out and they said you know what let's hire him to do a shot for this movie so there's a part in the movie where it's just the lego spider-man an actual 12 year old kid made that part wow a 12 year old black kid at that um so 12 or he's older now i think he's what third i think he's 15 now might be 15 now um but anyway yeah dope movie um those are two great movies so um, should people go see it yeah I, I would say definitely go you i said you should definitely go support spider-man spider-verse in the in wilds in the movie theaters uh-huh. um right along with little mermaid go ahead and keep boosting the you know boosting those sales up uh-huh. uh the flash you could really wait for that to come on <laughs> uh streaming to be quite honest womp, womp, you know womp. what i mean i mean it was some Sorry, great flash. it was great action scenes like the you know the supergirl stuff but yeah like that, yeah you can wait mid. you can wait for that Dang, um, but yeah, I'm excited, man, for the movies coming out. Uh, my favorite, like the movie that's at the top of my list that I'm waiting for, two movies is I'm waiting for Oppenheimer because Christopher Nolan is my favorite director. To me, he's the he's the Dr. Dre of directors right now for me. Um, so I'm waiting for Oppenheimer, which is the J.J. Oppenheimer story, the guy who created the atomic bomb, and then I'm waiting for Doom Two. Um, Denis Villeneuve, he's another one of my favorite directors. Um, so yeah, 
But now the last part of my lifestyle is on the music. Um, and one of the music shout outs I want to give uh, for you guys to listen to or a recommendation to listen to <laughs> is that there's a song right now that's like really getting popular. And I don't think a lot of people know that this song is low key a remake of another song. Okay. And the song I'm talking about is by LMA and it's called This Is, right? This it's a is. it's a beautiful sounding song, but a lot of people don't know that that song is not an original. Well, her, she, like she has some lyrics in there that she wrote herself, okay. but the melody and stuff like that, it's already from another song that exists. So what other song is it? So it's the original song is called This Is For The Lover And You by Shalimar. This is yeah, th- for the lover Exactly, exactly, song? yeah. Yo, so, I'm a singer. No, I'm just oh kidding. my gosh! <laughs> but anyway, man, I, I mean, like I said, while the Ella, I'm not taking nothing away from Ella May because I think her uh, version and rendition is a beautiful one, and like I'm, I'm seeing a lot of like younger people like put that on their stories and like their TikToks and things of that nature. So it's beautiful seeing that melody getting passed around like that. But if you're listening to this, man, go back and just check out Shalimar's version. Um, Shalimar spelled S H A Lamar. <laughs> uh, so go check out their version because I think like man that's that's really one of the top five like oldie songs that I love. It's on like that's like number one on my my oldies playlist that I have. So when I heard LMA redo it, I said, oh snap, okay, I, I feel it. Also another another good rendition of that song too is Paul Wall. He has a song called Swinging in the Rain where he sampled that. Check that one out too. But okay. like I said, the original is. Shalimar, this is for the lover in you. Um, yeah, we love good music over here. My husband loves good music over here. I like something with a little beat, a little something to make you shake something. Yeah, that, that'll make you shake something. That was back in the... Well, that, yeah, I like that That came out in the 70s. They were shaking like something that in that club, in them clubs I'm back really, in the day. Them jive really. turkeys. Jive turkeys? Stop it. <laughs> they was getting funky back oh, then. Oh, my gosh. what it was. Okay, baby. Well, so... This has been the Crafted Podcast. Yes. Um. Again, I am your host, Keontae McDonald. And I am your host slash co-host, Kristen McDonald. And we want to thank you guys for tuning in to our inaugural pilot episode. Um, please be on the lookout as we continue to produce more episodes. Yes. Um, as this podcast continues to fill out. And please um, go rate us in the comments. Tell us what you liked. Um, leave a comment. Tell us if there's something you want to hear, whether that be yes. about marriage, about parenting, um, a music question, a, Lifestyle a, a movie question. question um, psych questions. Psych questions. Like, yes. like I said, my wife is a school psychologist. So if you have anything, you know, dealing with, you know, not anything. <laughs> well, not anything dealing with school, but like, what are some of the things that you specialize in as a school psychologist? Because a lot of people might not know what a school psychologist actually so is. So anything regarding special education, IEPs, anything regarding, um, you know, some things regarding behavior. Mm-hmm. And your kids' behavior. Like advocating for your kids yes. and stuff like that. And the behaviors that they, you know, the beha- the negative behaviors and positive behaviors and all that good kind of stuff. 
So yes, I can do all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give you advice. So yeah, so uh, leave us some love in the comments. Leave us questions in the comments, and your question might even turn into a segment in the next podcast episode. Yes. Um. So please do that. Please rate us. Give us five stars if we if we did a great job. If you enjoyed listening to us, and we can't wait for you to listen to us again. Yes, and give us five stars if we didn't do a great job too. <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all right. Well, God bless you guys, and thank you for listening. Thank you.